0: The first statement of this mission is really a repetition of a law which we learnt in the previous Perak, and that is, Hamuda one, who is forbidden under a neder, to benefit from his friend, so let's say Shimon is forbidden to benefit from Ruvayn, but Shimon has nothing to eat, and Ruvain wants to help him out, but he can't give him something straight, because that will be benefiting him. So the solution is that he can, he can give somebody else, let's say, Levi, Reuven can give Levi some food as a gift. V'halo And then Shimon can benefit from the food which is now considered to be Levi's and he would be benefiting from Levi and not from Ruvain. And the reason why the Mishnah repeats it is in order to show when this does not work. The Mishnah is about to show via a story that where it is clear that the gift which Ruven is giving Levi, he does not have full intention to transfer the ownership totally to Levi. Really, he just wants to give something to Shimon. And he's saying that, yeah, I'm giving it to Levi so that Shimon can take it from him. But he doesn't intend to give full right and ownership to Levi. In such a case, ownership is not transferred to Levi. And indeed, it will be forbidden for Shimon to benefit from that food and whatever he gives to Levi. And this is illustrated from the following story. There there is a story which once happened, but a particular man, we'll call him Ruvain, in a place called Beis Hana'a, But Ruvain's father was forbidden to benefit from Ruvain because of the prohibition of a neder. and Ruvain was marrying off his child? and he made a wedding feast for his child, and of course he wanted to invite his father, who is the person getting married's grandfather, he wanted to invite him to the wedding feast. The problem is, Ruvain's father is forbidden to benefit from Ruvain, and since Ruven is the one who is organizing and making the wedding feast, it's forbidden for Ruvain's father to benefit from it. So what did Ruvain do? He said to his friend Levi, the courtyard in which the wedding feast will be held, and the wedding feast itself, are being given to you now, I'm giving them to you as a gift. And I'm only giving them to you, or they are only considered yours, so that my father can come and eat with us at the wedding feast. So he's showing clearly in the gift itself, that is not a full gift where he's transferring total ownership to Levi. He's showing very clearly that he's only doing it in order to give something to his father. And so this person who received it wanted to show this person that it's not considered to be a real gift. And that this, wo- and that this won't work, and that his father is still forbidden to benefit from the wedding feast. And so, O'mah oh Levi said to Ruvain, im shelihem, If they are considered to be mine, I am declaring them to be hektosh for heaven, meaning I'm declaring them to be the property of the Beis If they're totally mine, I have the right to do that. O'mah Ruvain said to Levi, Whoa! I didn't give you my property. And my feast in order that you give it over to the base Hamikdash. Oh my lord, Levi said back to him, indeed. Shalach, you didn't give me your property. Except for the purpose that you and your father will be able to eat and drink and get along with each other and make up with each other and have a good time together. And your father would benefit from you even in other ways, not just from the feast and from the courtyard. the and the sin of him benefiting from you would be dependent on, upon me. Even though it says b'rashay, which literally means on his head, it means on my head, it's just because he's talking about something bad, a sin, he doesn't want to associate it with himself. But he's saying that you wanted to lead to a situation where you would be violating the nether, or your father would be violating the nether, and I would have a part to play in that, and I would be partly responsible. And indeed, when the matter came in front of the chachomim, Omru, they said, any gift which is not considered to be a full gift, such that she make in Mukudeshes, the one who receives it is not able to make it into hektash, into Besamikdash property, it's not considered to be a gift, and the ownership remains with the original owner. And so if somebody is forbidden to benefit from the original owner, he would still be forbidden to benefit from that particular property. The next three pro can continue the discussion of what is included in each nether, what becomes forbidden as a result of somebody making a nether. But whereas the last two Prokim discussed more what is considered to be benefit, What is the significant level of benefit that it's forbidden by a nether? The next two parakim discuss what we began discussing in the second half of the third perek, and that is Loshm B'nai Adam. The halakh is that if somebody makes a nether against a particular thing, what becomes forbidden is based on the language which people use between themselves most commonly which means that even if let's say in the Torah a particular word is used to describe one thing whereas when people use it in day-to-day language it is used to refer to something else we follow the way that people speak and not the way that the Torah speaks and the next three Purakhim are really just one long list of different things which one might make a neder against and what is included in such a nedar one who makes a neder from a vushal something which is cooked he is permitted to benefit from something which is roasted in a fire and something which is undercooked or others interpret this to mean overcooked the point is that when people use the word mavushal, they don't refer to things which are roasted or undercooked or overcooked and therefore it is not included in that neder. If he said I'm making a neder against a cooked dish, then I'm not going to taste it. So the word Tavshil, although its literal translation means anything which is cooked, the way that people would use it is to refer to things which are cooked and eaten together with bread. And therefore that would include he would be forbidden with some sort of soft porridge because that was eaten together with bread, but he is permitted to benefit he's permitted to eat thicker porridge because thicker porridge was eaten by itself and not together with bread similarly, he is permitted to benefit from a soft boiled egg this was boiled in hot water and it was extremely soft they would often swallow it whole, that's how soft it was and it was not eaten with bread, and therefore it's permitted with lasso or And with gourd, which is placed on ashes. Gourd naturally is very bitter. But once it's placed on ashes, the ashes get rid of its bitterness. So just because someone put it on ashes, doesn't mean that it's considered cooked. People don't call that cooking, and therefore it's not considered to be a cooked food. And as such, the person will be permitted to eat that. One who makes nether against meisse which means something which is made in a pot. He's only forbidden with one particular type of food and that is a particular dish which was boiled. It was basically made up of flour and small pieces of bread and they would boil it a lot so it would be in the pot for a very long time. That is what people referred to when they said meisse However, Omar, if he said that he makes a nedda, that he's not going to taste something which goes down into a pot, meaning anything which is cooked and and prepared in a pot at all. So then it includes anything. He is forbidden to bent to eat anything which is cooked inside a pot, even if it is not this particular dish, which people refer to as Maisa Kadeira or Maisa Mr. Gimelov, somebody makes a neder in Hakovush, which literally means from the pickled food. Hakovush, he says the pickled food. So by saying the word the, he implies that he's only referring to the type of food which is most commonly pickled, and therefore in Os alma al Yorak, he is only forbidden to, to eat or to benefit, depending on what the neder was, from a vegetable which is pickled. However, if he said that he makes a neder against kovush any time a pickled food that I'm not going to taste it, then is forbidden to eat any pickled food. Now from food which is either undercooked or some interpret it to mean overcooked, but again in this case he said the food, and therefore he's referring to the type of food which is most commonly undercooked or overcooked, or cooked at different levels, and that is meat. In also elemena, he is only forbidden to eat meat, which is undercooked or overcooked. However, if he says, I'm not going to taste any undercooked or overcooked food, then he would be forbidden to eat any of those types of food. Thirdly, min tzoli, makes neder against the roasted food, then in also el Soli Shall tzoli shel basar, he was only forbidden to eat meat which is roasted, that is the opinion of Reb Yehuda. But if he says tzoli shin I'm not going to taste roasted food without saying the, then also buchalad sluim, he is forbidden to eat any roasted food. Min ha from the salted food, the salted dish, in also el min a dog, he is only forbidden to eat salted fish, but if he says maliach shin I'm not going to taste a salted food, then Osbukram Lochemi is forbidden to eat any salted dish.